قال الله تبارك وتعالى ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كسبت ايدي الناس ليذيقهم بعض الذي عملوا لعلهم يرجعون وقال تبارك وتعالى وما اصابكم من مصيبه فبما كسبت ايديكم ويعفو عن كثير صدق الله العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد والحمد لله رب العالمين لذاس رسائد دروس شريف الله شريف اللهم صل على اللهم صل على اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم يا رب صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اما بعد respected elders and dear brothers and all who may be listening on the audio streaming your streaming we are all aware all aware of the global situation not just the local but local the global situation around the world there is chaos mayhem and upheaval and very very gloomy condition it is such a condition that we are all aware of this is this is something that has been spoken about all the time this is what keeps coming up in the media all the time the reality is whatever there is is there are reasons for it which we shall all explain very shortly inshallah taala but to just explain in a little bit more detail we look at we look at the social side of life across the globe and what do we find we find that the whole family structure has virtually collapsed has virtually collapsed and then there are so many so many divorces is 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 broken homes so much of so much of fitna in the form of all this lgbtq and so on and the whole structure of family is virtually destroyed lot of children are born out of wedlock they are illegitimate children they have no attribution of a father there's no one really to care for them and they are literally literally yatims although they have a mother and father but they are worse off than even the condition of an orphan this is on the social side and this is across the globe we look at the financial side of things and we see a very gloomy picture picture inflation is going through the ceiling or if it hasn't already broken through the roof we see the melt the meltdown of currencies we see 
the base, base, basic rising of prices beyond, beyond, beyond people's ability to afford the simple basic needs and necessities of life, the high level of unemployment, employment, the meltdown of the markets. These are this 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 glimpses of what of what is happening on the financial side. We look at the the political side and what do we see? We see total confusion. There is so much of mixed understanding of things, people pulling in all directions, all kinds of people jumping up, wanting to take positions of leadership who are not deserving or worthy in the first place. We see the rise of the extreme right-wing elements across the world, jockeying for power and taking over the governments of different countries of the world. And we know what disaster that spells. We look at one country recently, extreme, extreme right, right wing element. From that party, the person becomes the president of the country. As soon as he comes in, they already start their onslaught on Islam. And they say openly to the Muslims of those, that country, country that you bet you better give up your ident identity you you better give up your attach your attach your attachment your attachment to your religion other otherwise you do not belong in this country pack up pack up and go and go this is not this is not fairy tales it's there out there you can read up you see for yourself in that very country, people undertook the evil and dastardly act of wanting, of wanting to burn the Holy Quran in a public square. This is a, this, this has happened. And they had full security. They were given full protection. And they were, and they were given full Go, go green light, they carry on. And these wicked people, people, they took the copy of the Holy Quran and they sprinkled some flammable uh, liquid on it and they tried to light up. But, but Allahu Akbar, this is another miracle of Quran Allah showed us that on that occasion they were not able to light up, although they tried. And in the midst of all that security cordons, one brave Muslim broke through the cordons and cordons, and he ran and he and he, ju and he jumped towards that person, and he was able to grab Quran Sharif away, and he grabbed the Quran and held it to his heart, to his chest, to his chest. And he came, and he came, and he came rushing out, out, and he was flooded by 
hundreds of Muslims, hundreds of Muslims who came and surrounded him. Allahu Akbar. This is the political situation. This is a year of elections in many countries, countries of the world, including our country. And everywhere, everywhere, there are serious concerns about people wanting to get into power to further their agendas and they want to get in to try to control and, and to basically manipulate, manipulate for their own benefits and their own agendas. This is across the world. Various countries, elections are going to be taking place, be taking place in India, elections are, elections are going to be taking place. In our country, elections are going to be taking place. In the US, elections are going to be taking place in various countries. And we know that the time of election is a time of aim of upheaval because in a desperation to get that power, people resort to all kinds of tricks and tactics. May Allah protect us and the people around the world in these trying moments. That's on the political side. We look at the international scene. We look at the massacre, the genocide against our brethren, against against our beloved children, against our beloved sisters, against our brothers and elders in Palestine. It is something that's on the headlines, something that is known to all who is there that does not know what is going on. That awareness must remain, that awareness must be kept alive. We should not let it slip our minds. Our du'a'as, du'a'as must continue with vigor. And our concern must be there. And our whatever support that needs to be given has to be, has to be rendered. This is the least that is expected of us as Muslimin around the world. And elsewhere in the world we see conditions getting bad to us. There is a fear that things will spiral out of control and there could be a huge conflagration. Already the impact of that is being felt globally on the supply chain. It's been felt on the food security we can see the shortages in the marketplace and people are going to come to a situation, Allah have mercy, that there will be food shortages around the world because of all of these wars and all of this destruction. So this is just a glimpse, my dear friends, of, of what is happening in the world around us. The details are too much. And it is too gloomy, and it is too depressing to go into it. But I just wanted to paint a little picture of what is happening around the world, what is going on 
it's important for us to be aware. Mawlana Abu Hassan Nadwi Rahmatullah Alayhi, the great personality of this Ummah used to say, that there are two things this Ummah must hold tight onto, and one of those is Iman, and the other one he said, Al-Iman wal-Wa'yu. What is the meaning of the word Wa'yu in Arabic? Arabic means that be constantly, constantly alert, and constantly aware of what is going on. Don't be ghafil. And don't be like a person who doesn't know nothing. You cannot be like that, that. We cannot afford to be like that. We have to be fully, fully aware. And so, these conditions are, conditions are happening in the world. Now, 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 now. What is supposed to be our response and reaction to these conditions in the world? So here we find that there are three responses. Two responses are on the extreme and these are undesirable and and they are, unex- they are unacceptable. One reaction is what is called alarmism. Alarmism. That people, they are like sounding an alarm. Oh, this is happening, happening, that is happening, that is happening, that is happening. We only speak speaking about the problems and the issues, but there's no focus on the solutions. And it goes to such an extent that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is even removed out of the equation and powers are attributed to man, man that you know what they're doing, you see how much of power they got, look how they're doing, look what they're doing and so on. This is unacceptable. Muslims are not alarmists and we don't resort to alarmism. Alarmism is where we, we keep on talking about the problems, but we don't want to go deeper into the causes of the problems and we don't want to accept realities that all of this happens for a reason and we take Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of that equation. And the example of this is like a person, you know, there's a story that came in our childhood days of a person who used to cry wolf. What is the meaning of cry wolf? There was a little boy who used to go, he was a shepherd, he used to take his flock, he used to go out, and then just to make uh, mischief and to, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, pranks, he would uh, go far out, and then he would shout very loudly, Wolf! Wolf! And people would think the wolf has come to attack the sheep. <coughs> so they would run out of their homes with whatever, whatever axes, axes or choppers or spears or what they have or whatever. And they would come there, he would be laughing and say, no, and say, no, I just tricked y'all. There was no wolf. So they carried on like that until the people got tired and they said, we don't believe this, we don't want to listen to this anymore. And one day the wolf really did come, come and devoured the sheep. But when he shouted, it was to no avail. So let us not be those who are shouting wolf, wolf all the time, talking about the issues and the problems. The ummah, the people, the, the people, the public, the p- community, they don't want to hear only about problems all the time. 
they switch off and say, you know what, we tired of hearing this. So this is one approach which is called the alarmism approach. Approach. It's not acceptable. We have another approach which is also another extreme and that is the approach of denialism. Alarmism, one side, wrong. The other side, denialism, that's also wrong. Denialism is where a person thinks nothing is is wrong, everything is okay, man. You know, happy-go-lucky, everything is happening, everything is alright, everything is fine, nothing is going on. A person is is not even concerned about the issues. When he's told about what is going on, he says, no, it's not happening to us, so it's alright, we've got nothing to do with it. It's not affecting us directly, so we carry on with our life like normal, normal, we live our life, we are oblivious of the suffering of the Ummah, we have no concern about concern about the affairs of the Ummah, it does not bother us, it does not worry us, it does not hurt us, hurt us, it does not grieve, does not grieve us. Life carries on like normal. This is what, what we call denialism. And this example of the denialist is like ostrich. The ostrich, the ostrich mindset and mentality where danger is there in front of you, but instead of, conf- of confronting, of confronting the danger, the ostrich puts its head in the ground and pretends like there's nothing. There's a lion coming to attack, instead of fighting back, or running away, as they say, fight or fright, instead of attacking, what does it do? It buries its head in the ground and pretends there's nothing there, and the lion will pounce on it and devour it, it because it took the approach of denialism. So, def- so therefore, these approaches are unacceptable. To be alarmist and to have alarmism, that approach of alarmism is not right. Denialism is not right. Denialism is where a person does not even care, is not even concerned. To the extent that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, مَنْ لَمْ بِأُمُورِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فَلَيْسَ مِنَّا The person who does not bother himself with the affairs of the ummah, of the ummah he is not from amongst us. We got to be concerned. We got to be worried. We got to feel the pain. We got to feel the feel the feel the grief. We got we got to, we got to feel the suffering of the ummah. Otherwise, we are like a dead. We are like a limb of, limb of the ummah that needs to be what we could call. It needs to be amputated and separated because it has lost life. And it has no function anymore. Allah save us. So that is the, the approach of denialism. And now what is the correct approach? And that is the approach of realism. Where we take a realistic approach. The realism in our approach to the situation where we are between these two extremes. We become aware fully, fully of what's going on but we do not exaggerate things and we only talk about the problem all the time and there is no, no solution that we've been spoken about. There's no uh, analysis of the situation. There's no uh, some kind of action plan that's coming out of it, some kind of, uh, 
some kind of positive steps that need to be taken? No. Is this about wanting to talk about the problem all the time, but not focusing on the solutions? So this is realism, is where we acknowledge the problems, yes, but at the same time, we also focus on the the solutions. And it is to be informed about what's going on, but not just for the sake of sake of knowing, but also to see what can be done. Some people just want to know what's going on. They want to know the news. They want to be updated about the happening. But it stops there, full stop, finished. What are you supposed to do about it, brother? What is supposed to be the plan of action here? No, there's nothing. There's no plan of action. It is just to say, no, I also know what's going on. I also know. I also heard. Sometimes the person says, I want to be the first to hear, I want to be the first to, to post and to inform. But that is not the solution. So realism is what is required where we look at uh, pragmatic solutions, we, could, we look at practical solutions, we look at action plans, we look at blueprints, we look at doing something to bring about the change. Just sitting with our arms folded, as they say, you know, being an armchair, armchair critic. Armchair critic, you sit in nicely in your kursi, your armchair, and you are passing uh, comments and remarks and judgment about the world and the people of the world. Yeah, this one, that one, that one, that one. But what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it, Mr. Mr. Armchair Critic, what are you doing? Your job is only to sit on the chair. And your job, and your job is only to pass comments. What's, what is your contribution to the problems of the, of the Ummah? What role, role are you playing? No, Allah Ta'ala does not want us to be armchair, be armchair critics. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala wants us to be, be, be people of action. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, they say you can be one of two. You can be part of the problem or you can be part of the solution. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to be part of the solution. So, I would like to round off, round off. There are many things that could be said, but time is limited and the topic is very vast. But I will round it off quickly now, inshallah ta'ala, that what we need, as I said, have an attitude of realism. And so that means that we must have realism starts with an R and we need to have four R's in our, in our, in our life. Then inshallah we will find some way forward. What is those four R's? Number one, the R of realization. Realization. You must realize what's going on. You must reflect on what's going on. You must ponder on, ponder on what's happening. You must be, be able to uh, think deeply what is happening. Don't just be superficial. Okay, this new news came, that news came, now I just carry on like normal. No, I'm thinking, I'm pondering, I'm reflecting, I'm searching, I'm uh, looking for solutions. So realization is the first, the first thing. When we get that realization, then the next R will come and that is the R of 
repentance. We will, we will make Tawbah. We will repent from a lot of the wrongs that we have been doing. Our wrongs that have been contributing to the downfall of the Ummah. Our wrongs that have been contributing to the uh, retrogression of the Ummah and stopping the progression of the Ummah. We will, we will do uh, repentance from that. And then the next R is the R of reformation, where we will work towards reforming our condition. One is we repented, fine you repented, that you made the intention to give up that wrong, but now how are you going to take it forward? And how are you going to improve yourself, yourself? That comes through reformation. That's the third R. So the first R is realization. The second R is repentance. The third R is reformation. And the fourth R is radiation. What do I mean by, I mean by, I mean by radiation? Radiation is a very broad word. And it means that we should give off vibes. We should, that's radiation. You give off, off a vibe of hope. You give off an energy. You give off a uh, vibe of uh, positivity. You give off a vibe, vibe of goodness and goodwill. So this is what we call radiation. Let the good vibes radiate from us so that through us others around us can be influenced and others can also be inspired and we, and we can move, move, move forward. So these are the four R's. I hope inshallah we will remember, remember. It mustn't be that after, after Juma people say, people say, what was mentioned? Amana gave a top bayan, bayan, but uh, no, I don't remember what he said. Can't remember anything. So I would like our brothers to at least go back with the four R's at least, inshallah ta'ala. And start off with the real, off with the realization and reflection. Think about it. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to bring about the necessary changes. And at the end I also want to make a very, very strong appeal to all our uh, brothers and the community of South Africa as a whole that we know that now elections are coming and it is a very crucial time because, because that this is going to determine our government for the next five years, and they are going, are going to be the people, the people, the people in the people in power, and they are going to make the policies, and they are going to control and manage and execute the affairs of the country. If we we are saddled with the wrong leaders, we all are going to suffer the consequences. So we need to participate in the process of trying to select the right people. To the best of our ability, we can't, we can't change everything, but we can change something at least that is better than nothing. And therefore, this is the last weekend for registration. Remember, if you do not register, you cannot vote. Then, then, then it's no use crying for five years after that, oh, this is wrong and that is wrong. But we could have, when we could have done something, we didn't do what we supposed to have done. So there's a last opportunity this weekend. Yes, you can still vo uh, you can register online too. It's quite easy to do that. But, but if you're not able to do that, then go there and go and do your registration. Because if you don't, you will not be able you will not be able to vote, my dear friends. 
instead of that of vent of venting which is not helping we rather be voting and hope to make some kind of change give up venting 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 and look towards voting hopefully with that some kind of some kind of change might come we leave the affairs in the hands of allah subhanahu ta'ala and we ask allah subhanahu ta'ala to bless us us with good conditions and prosperous conditions and conditions of safety and security and goodness and goodness and goodness and and success in dunya and ultimate success in the akhirah wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin